0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above today, February 2nd. It's palindrome day, everybody. Do you know what that means? It's 2 2 20, or 2-2-2-2, two, 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 two. depends on how you look at it. That's a whole bunch of twos and it happens another couple of times this month on the 20th. And then again, on the 22nd, it's just kind of fun. It doesn't really mean all that much. In the grand scheme of things, we add the numbers up and we discover what that means, right? What the astrological symbols are isn't really pertinent. It's just kind of fun to see that there's this run of numbers. Uh, So I'm joining you here this morning because uh, it is a day to talk about Uh, the month of February and what the aspects are that are coming up for February. Tam should be joining me shortly. Tam is from the Energy Almanac, and she and I had agreed we'd come on the first um, Wednesday of each month and talk about astro inklings, like what are we looking forward to, each of us from our different perspectives, what are we looking forward to in the month ahead? And February, I mean, I, I was literally just kind of, excited this morning because there's so many possibilities for the month of February, and it all really starts with today, not necessarily yesterday's, you know, 2-1. It really begins today, or at least in my mind, it started uh, today today. And that's because today is, of course, the palindrome day, the 2 2 2022 And today is actually a bit of an ending because we're coming to the ending of Mercury's retrograde cycle. And in it, uh, as the retrograde cycle uh, winds down, we are going to find ourselves in a position of having all of the planets in forward motion from February 3rd all the way through April 29th. Yikes. That's that almost is unheard of. Uh, That gives us, let's see, all of February, all of March, almost all of April. So three months worth of forward momentum. Woo. We need that, guys. We need that. Now, it doesn't mean that there won't be problems or that there isn't going to be, you know, stuff that happens. Because that is absolutely not true, of course. There's always going to be the stuff that happens. But when all of the planets start to move in forward direction, it's almost like, you know, we get the, uh, the white flag, not the, is it the white flag, the green flag uh, in a race that allows us to, to get moving. And, you know, we've needed this for a while because we've been in sort of a retrograde uh, state for many, many months. In fact, I think it was probably not since last year at about this time where we went through, again, a very short period of time where all the planets were in forward motion. So now we get it extended. So, you know, get your planners out. What are you planning on doing with your your newfound freedom to take action? So uh, Mercury going direct tomorrow. And let's see, do I know what time he turns direct? He turns direct at 8 p.m my time. So 8.07 p.m. tomorrow night, 11.07 p.m. tomorrow night for those of you on the East Coast and all the points in between, somewhere between 8 and 11 at night. If you are in Europe, it'll happen into February 4th. So we are looking ahead, guys. We're looking ahead at what is possible. Now, I always like to look, too, at the uh, human design Uh, gate that a planet is changing direction on, whether it's going into retrograde or whether it's going direct, it gives us some clues as to the nature of the energy. And we have Mercury going direct at the gate 61, which puts it up here in the head center. And it's the middle gate that's moving down toward uh, the Ajna. And it's called the gate of inner truth in traditional astrology, in uh, quantum human design. Now that is called the gate of awe or wonder, I believe. And it has a, a kind of purpose in allowing us to see things beyond what we um, see with our eyes or with our senses. So we, we actually get to go deeper into uh, the experience and we get to come up with uh, some of the truths that we have and the truth is going to be different for each one of us right we each all have our own distinct idea of what truth is so mercury turning direct on the gate of inner truth means that maybe through the retrograde you've had some aha moments or you've had some interesting things happening with your mind uh or maybe you've changed your mind in some way And now you get the opportunity to start bringing in and connecting up all the truths, right? What are the truths here? So um, that along with all of the planets being in forward motion just makes this a really good time. And one of the the best, um, sorry, I'm checking my phone to see if Tam is connecting. She is not. So that wasn't hurting me. So anyway, we have uh, some really good stuff starting out with February 3rd. And I already told you yesterday, or let's see, it was on Monday show, about Mars and Venus starting to come together. So that actually started as of February 1st. And as the planets started to come together, they're going to join up at a conjunction. Uh, The conjunction is going to be on February 16th, but they're within orb of one another for literally the entire month of February, the entire month of March. And just at the end of March, the uh, planet Venus will zoom a little bit ahead of Mars and start to break up this conjunction that they're going to be in. And uh, by the way, Mercury actually clears his shadow. Let's go back to Mercury for a second. Mercury actually clears the shadow uh, on February 24th. So that gives us an idea of, you know, there's that wobbly period after a planet changes direction that creates the most chaos or the most potential for chaos. So we have up until February 24th to get through uh, all of the uh, wobbles or the retro shade, we call it sometimes. So um, that's something to look forward to as well. Okay, going back to Venus and Mars on February 16th, to me, this is something that, um that we all need to be very aware of, because during this period of time, during this uh, Mars and Venus conjunction, and uh, partly before it and partly after it, it's going to we're going to enter into the collective shadow period, and that's given from the Pleiadian Earth calendar, right? So that calendar shows us that we're entering that collective shadow period on February 13th. And we're going to be in that until March 4th. So we have a couple of weeks there where uh, all Hmm. all of the dysfunctions in society, in our collective are up, right? Where they're coming up to the surface. And it's our opportunity to let go of the dysfunction. It's our opportunity to really face that shadow And the coming together of Mars and Venus at the same time gives us sort of that ability to tap into uh, some creative ways in which to make that change. So when we step back and we look into February in the bigger, wider way, what we see is it's really a month of change and a month for us to choose change. But the vast number of twos involved here, right, two Today's two, two, 20, So we have two, four, six, eight, 10. So today is a day of 10 or one. So it's a day for new beginnings. And as we start, we, we're going to have various levels of the two showing up in our reality over the next, oh, I don't know, 30 days, maybe. And the two is really a, a, about relationships and how we work together. Can we come together in a diplomatic, tactful ways? Can we come together and cooperate? Is there a solution that we can find to some problems that we're having that doesn't involve uh, going to war, right? Can you look at out? The outer world right now, and see that. What was one of the headlines I looked at this morning, and I said, they definitely need some two energy. And I have a feeling it was about the uh, russia ukraine u s NATO standoff thing going on. Um, oh, that story's already moved. but um it said something like, well, let's see if I go to this article. can I find it in the roll? Biden dispatching additional U.S. troops to Eastern Europe amid Ukraine-Russia standoff. Now, I don't know about you, and I'm not waxing politic here because I don't want to dig into the politics of it, but that headline itself screams dysfunction. That headline itself screams that we need to do something new, right? We how many times have we been at this brink, right, with either Russia or with, you know, Afghanistan or going your Iraq and these different countries that we get involved in, whether or not we should or not? I'm not saying that. That's that's not the part. But the part I am saying is that that is an old tired headline. That is an old tired way of us responding to the pressure of world changes. And, I, you know, there's no right or wrong in it, but it's in our faces right now in a month that's going to be the crux of change. Can we do this in a different way? Right? I would say it's time for us to look at a different way. How do we solve our problems? Well, we start posturing and positioning ourselves for war or for some kind of military showdown. Yowza! I do not think we need to do it this way. And I'm not, again, this isn't a political thing. It is like, we need to look at these things from a different perspective. Can we look at it from the position of spirit? And how might we be able to find a more diplomatic way, a more cooperative way that we can solve the problems too many egos, right? I feel like there's these bulls and they're just jostling for position and, you know, they, they're, it's old, it's tired. It's worn out. It's dysfunctional. <laughs> so, here we have an opportunity—a grand opportunity—for us to demand from our government, demand from our our senators, our our legislators, that we want something different. That you know what the U.S. right now has enough problems within it that we could be focusing our attention on. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be interested in what is going on around the world or in our agreements that we've made with other countries or other groups. But I do think that this is a great time for us as the USA is approaching its USA Pluto return right here in this month for us to look at solving problems in a new way and maybe stepping back from you know trying to police what everybody else does. And, and again trying, I'm trying not to be political here. I'm trying to be like logical and a little bit more spiritual in these things that we've been doing aren't working. So how can we make them different? How can we approach this in a new way? Now that's out there in the collective. So the collective though, is also a, a sort of picturing of what's been going on within each one of us. The collective doesn't exist out there. Uh, without each one of us as individuals participating in it. So when we don't like what we see in the outer world, then it is incumbent upon us to change our point of view, to change what we do, to change the the things that, that are in our power to change. And that might be just changing your viewpoint. That might be literally making a phone call to one of your senators or uh, legislators. It might be writing an article who, who knows it might be convening a group or a community. I don't know what those answers are. Those are as individual as each one of you are, but if we don't do something different, then we're going to keep getting the same results. And the universe is showing us these opportunities to do things differently. It's not like we have no opportunities, right? We do. We do. So I suggest we all take those opportunities and we do something different. And then even in your own lives, how can you do something different? Where are you sort of beating your head up against that wall? Remember, the uh, Mercury is turning direct at the gate 61, whose shadow in the gene keys is about psychosis, right? blinded by rage, blinded by, you know, the inability to be Think outside the box to see things in a different way. Always approaching a problem in the same way, right? A a sort of definition of uh, insanity. So, lots of opportunities coming up, and um, oh yes. So we have we have lots of things we could talk about and uh, tell that to Putin. Christine says, you know, he's not my, he's not his. What he's doing is not my responsibility, right? That's the thing. Everybody always thinks that we have to go to the person that we perceive as causing the problem and stop the problem there. But it doesn't begin there. I'm telling you, it begins within each one of us as individuals. What are we tolerating, right? I'm not saying that it's a bad idea to go. I'm not saying that it's a good idea to do something about it. But I am saying that this is old, dysfunctional stuff. And we can keep greeting it in the same way over and over again. or we can go, what's what's at the root of this problem? i I really don't know. I really don't know. Here's the, I'm gonna get up on my soapbox again for a reason for another reason. This morning, so I, I'm gonna rant at Google. So you know what? if you want to put a bad mark on my my record, Google, you go right ahead. But I'm going to rant at Google this morning because I went looking for a specific piece of information about Mercury. I wanted to see what day Mercury clears the shadow. And I, in my, because you know, like my usual chart that I use, or even this chart, I mean, I guess I could have just kept progressing a chart until I got it. Um, and I didn't want to go digging through all my notes trying to find it. So I just Googled when does Mercury leave the shadow? Um, and every article, everything in the first three pages that Google brought to my attention had nothing to do with any astrology site. It had everything to do with magazines or news outlets. It was Allure. It was Refinery29. It was CNN. It was Newsweek. It was Cosmopolitan. Any magazine or periodical that had ever written an article on mercury retrograde for whatever reason that they're deciding oh yeah there's astrology people out there let's write an article were the first three pages there wasn't one qualified astrology site in those first three pages i was miffed because you know before the year changed before january 1st if i had googled that I would have come up with a site that I love that, and I, I can't even remember the name of it, which is why I depended upon Google to give it to me, It that devotes its energy to Mercury retrogrades, the, the retrograde cycles. I never did find that page. I was up to page five and I still hadn't found that site. Something going on here. I feel like suddenly Google is all about who's paying me money to put their post up. Or there's some algorithm that, you know, us normal, you know, astrology people aren't privy to that is going on here. And it makes me, oh, it just wants me to go, you know, and revolt. (laughs) I want to, I want to get on my high horse and I want to call Google and I want to go to them and say, what the, you know, what, right? Because Allure Magazine does not know what's going on with mercury retrograde it probably got some astrologer to write an article about it but why should we go for our astrology information from major magazines like that i don't know i don't know there was like i said not one not one astrology site until about page 3 or 4 i don't know i don't know what that's all about but it makes me mad and it makes me it it almost makes me feel like um there's there's a lot to be said about the big companies that i haven't paid attention to like google amazon um others that you know we we always seem to um facebook meta whatever it's called now that that people are talking about quietly but that there's something more about what they're trying to do to all of us, right? So if I was a nobody that didn't know anything about astrology and I went looking because I heard somebody say something about Mercury retrograde and I'm like, oh, interesting. I wanna see what that's about. And I went to Google because that's my search engine and I put that in there. I'm gonna get a bunch of articles and I'm not saying that the articles aren't written by good people. That's not my point. They may be very much written by good people, but where are the people whose sites are focused on astrology? I dare say that, you know, there's probably a quadrillion pages out there about astrology and there's probably a good percentage of them that would have been better placed in the top 10. (sighs) Okay. Well, anyway, maybe that's one of our shadow energies that are coming up, right? The collective shadow of these large companies that seem to dominate even the search engine results, right? Magazines and newspapers and news outlets. Newsweek. Seriously? Do you really think Newsweek is going to give you the right information about Mercury Retrograde or take it to the level that we need to in order to be able to understand it? Hmm. I don't know. I didn't check out the article, to be honest. Uh, But if I check, I I might just do that later today. I may go back and check out all these articles because, you know, I want to know, well, what are you feeding the people that may or may not be true or may just be glossing over what's really going on? So. I don't know. Preach Janet. Thank you. (laughs) JLo. Uh, I know there is a ton they hide. I see it so much them rats. I know, I know, I know. Like what I was just saying is that when I used to search mercury retrograde, there was a site that was, I mean, it was so great because they had a calendar and the calendar showed you the pre shadow, the the actual retrograde, and then how long the retrograde, or retro shade lasted. It was a quick and easy thing. <clears throat> that site, not there. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what us little peoples are supposed to do in the face of that kind of, of, um, that kind of thing. I don't even know what, how to, I don't even have a word to put in that space. (laughs) It's almost like it, it almost makes me go, you know, no wonder there's only 10 people watching the show this morning, right? Because all of the work that I do, putting it out there, isn't getting seen, isn't getting seen. I can use keywords. I can write articles. I can put out you know, notifications on both YouTube and Facebook. But what is it that people hear about Refinery29, Allure, Cosmopolitan, Newsweek, CNN, CNN had an article posted up in the top 10 uh, about mercury retrograde. Are you serious? (laughs) Okay. Coming back off mine, I'm going to get down off my soapbox because I can just feel all of that anger like building up. Hey, look, it's Tam. Tam is with us. Hi. You- <laughs>
1: um, in a strange twist of events, pardon my being tardy, but I had it I in my head. It was noon. The time thing got me and I wasn't near my computer when you texted. So I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, so wait, noon would have been four hours ahead. You're Three hours ahead of me, right? Correct. It was yeah.
1: 11 and I had it in my head as noon. And, you know, I had a little disruption and family stuff. So I got, yes. I got tangled. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no worries. And, and you know what? Actually, that's what I thought. I thought maybe things got, you know, a little bit more uh, upset and you couldn't do anything. So I, mean, so I was like, oh, okay. So pretty- it's a good thing yeah. I wrote some notes about today. You, you wrote some notes to me? No, for, for myself. I Every morning when I do my show, I pull a chart. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then I write, oh, well, over here, yeah, over uh, I write and underneath and sometimes on the back, although today I did not do that, um, all, all of the things that I want to cover. In fact, I almost write an entire article every morning that I'm on air because there's so much that I want to say and so much that I want to do.
1: <laughs> wow, you really go. Well, well is, is it the Mars and Capricorn? Because that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about, the Mars,
0: well um yeah i'm gonna i I've already talked about the things that I was up to because I was excited that you were not here and that I got to talk first <laughs> awesome not, not, not that that really matters, so wait, let's stop here. Let me introduce to everybody, Tam Vayu, who is the author and illustrator of the Energy Almanac. And in fact, she and I are already, uh, and all of the collaborators are already working on the yes. energy almanac for 2023. It is a process that we go through. It's unimaginable. Yes. And what comes out is this beautiful, you can show it in the, in the window here, uh, this beautiful almanac that has it within it, the wisdom of astrology and nutrition and gems and rocks and stones and crystals and numbers and yes then this beautiful artwork that goes along with it it is really a production that's so worthwhile um, and invaluable i would say a good word for it welcome tam thank you so much for being here
1: i'm glad i could make it even if i was a little bit late i really was excited to do this so i'm happy to make it on the call
0: (laughs) i know well i knew you were excited we just talked about it yesterday so i was like okay i got it something happened so let's do talk about Mars and Capricorn. I'm going to turn it over to you. What excites you about Mars and Capricorn?
1: Absolutely nothing, actually. <laughs> uh, it interests me. It doesn't excite me as much as it interests me. So you know that Mars energy. My my key word for Mars, even though it's about action and impetus, I really I'm always looking at aggression versus passion. Right, the two sides of that flavor is what interests me the most in that. And being in Capricorn, I just it's that it's that aggression and urge and passion for to go and to be disciplined and to have the structure and to um, address business planning and all of that. So uh, for me, it's a little dangerous because I have a lot of fire energy and Mars is that fire energy. And so for me, I can tend to do too much. Um, during a time period like this, so it's just interesting. I wondered about the listeners, like, do they feel that? Do you feel that uptick in the urge to plan, the urge to do
0: more? Yeah, I yeah. I'm, I'm sure they have that, you know. And the, the one thing that concerns me is that Mars in Capricorn. Capricorn is the sign of big institutions, right? right. The government, the military, the medical establishment, and yeah. all of these, you know, big. So Mars being a sign of military action anyway, or possibility of that kind of aggression yes, in Capricorn. So uh, th- there's that possibility. I was just before you came on this morning, I was reading a headline to people about um, Biden and Ukraine and Putin and all of this. And it, I'm, irregardless of your political leaning, just looking at that headline spelled dysfunction to me. Because it's like keeping us caught up in this old paradigm. Yes. So what what is Mars in Capricorn literally enabling us to do? What do you think?
1: I think it's, um, well, because to me, it's so close to the Pluto return. It's that whole, it's helping push the destruction or the the leveling of the playing field is how I see it so that we can rise up and build again. You know, another example of what you're talking about in my mind is the Canadian truckers who are showing up at the border. They're disrupting and the, uh, what is it? The food, the food lines, what is, there's a word, there's a term for this and I'm missing it.
0: Supply line, supply chain.
1: Supply chain is what I was looking for. They're disrupting the supply chain. And here comes the military. The military has national guard, um, some of the canadian mounties have met them at the border so again military action aggression versus passion so the truckers are in their passion but they're being met with some aggression it has to do with big institution um it's posturing yeah posturing absolutely it's such an interesting way all of this is playing out
0: i think Yeah. Um, All of our listeners might be interested to know that Tom Wright, who is one of our morning listeners, he's like our our comic clown that um, interjects all these interesting things. He's been in Ottawa at this uh, demonstration where the people, the power of the people in this case, took their concerns to the government, to the seat of government for Canada. And of course, they were in support of the truckers. And they uh, and they had all these wonderful signs and what have you. So, again, no matter what your political leaning, what you're seeing is the people in this case actually marshalling together uh, a movement. And I don't think this movement happened like over like months of planning. I believe it just kind of sprung up organically. Tom, at the spur of the moment in Vancouver, Canada area or on Vancouver Island, decided Hey, I'm gonna join this movement. Oh, like wow. he, I think he told me on a on a Saturday, he met up with some guy who was going and he's like, Okay, I'm in. So Sunday they started trucking their way across the country. This was last weekend to be in Ottawa for this.
1: It's such a beautiful and powerful thing to witness. Again, no matter which side you're on, on that, yeah. and hopefully we're all on the same side, like we all need our supplies. <laughs> 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 uh, it's just so beautiful. I find it very, very moving. And again, passion. They're, they're passionate about their message and bringing it to big government. And hey, listen to us. So close to home, I feel Mars and Capricorn, but you definitely see it playing out on the world stage.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the only tempering influence, I think, to Mars during this period of time is the fact that he is coming into a conjunction with Venus. And I was telling the people this morning, it was one of my big number things that I liked about the month of February is that they yesterday began to come within orb of one another and they are within orb of one another, Mercury or Mars and Venus yep. all the way through the end of March. Mm-hmm. And so there is a conjunction coming up for them in Capricorn on February 16th. And then just as we get into March, there's another one with an exact conjunction of them in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So we, we can almost see a progression of where that passion and even that aggression might be going, right? Um, from the old way of things, the more traditional way of uh, that yeah. we've adopted to solve problems, perhaps. Yeah to the newer, uh, way of being able to setting up a new way for the future.
1: And, and also like the more slower moving versus the more quicker, ready to take action toward the future. So, oh yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. I, you said a word that I really love tempering. Yes. Like, like Venus comes and, and tempers the whole thing. And yeah, that, that's going to play out. And I think perfectly timed too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Venus has just emerged out of her retrograde herself, right? She's not even cleared the shadow area yet. So for everyone involved, and that's us as individually, but also individually, but also as uh, groups or communities or nations, we should have a new view as to what our values are, Mm -hmm. and what's most important. Mm -hmm. And to then be able to start moving forward with those ideas and those values and inspired action along those values as opposed to holding ourselves to some old model and you you mentioned the usa pluto return and i truly believe that the usa can i say this without sounding like i'm not a patriot of sorts Uh, But the USA has been the busybody of the world for too long.
1: (laughs) You said it, not me, but you're so right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wondering if this is a part of the redirect, the transformation. Uh, You know, if you want to be a leader in the world, that's great. But do you have to lead by military action? Or is there some more peaceful way that we can choose to lead the world? I don't know. I think there is.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm 100% sure that there is. I when I. Have we already talked about the Pluto return and I missed it?
0: No. Okay. No, I didn't go deeper into it at all.
1: I, but you're you're going to. I'll save my comment for then.
0: Um, I wasn't necessarily going to go deeper into it, but I, because right. I, there's so much good stuff about February.
1: There is. There is right. good stuff. Well, I, then I will make my comment about the Pluto return. When I think about Pluto making its complete revolution. I always think of it as the evolution part, not revolution, but evolution. So we've graduated, we're going out of kindergarten and we're going into, maybe we're going to go into middle school now. There's a better, hopefully a wiser level of us showing up as Americans or the entity of the United States of America. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah. before, you know, Pluto brings insistent pressure to change or to transform. It is literally moving into the dark night of the soul of the nation. And that pressure isn't something that happens just on the day of Pluto's return. We've been feeling it since, I don't know, maybe 2019, maybe even a a couple of years before that, Mm -hmm. as Pluto's transit is 248 years before he comes around. So you know, there's a, a, a cusp period of time that's longer than, say, a Venus return, right? <laughs> so and no human alive is going to have a Pluto return. Right. So we, we aren't familiar with it on an individual level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have other countries around the world that have done this. Yep. Uh, England, for example, a great example of having, I think, uh, three Pluto returns in its history. And uh, at least in modern history, where we could really chart, oh, these were the things, the throes of revolution or evolution that they were going through. And I think the US, while we're sitting here in it, it feels icky. And it feels like, or sometimes I get so frustrated. I'm like, can't we just get over this and go on to the new thing? Get, you know, get beyond the old. Um, But it is a process and it does take some time in order to get there. So I think all of us need to be aware that this is a process. We're coming to the exact. And I believe we have two more exacts in uh, once more this year and once early in 2023. And then we still have the time period where, um, you know, uh, Pluto moves into Aquarius. Yes. And and makes its first pass in 2023. uh, But we're not done. He's going to retrograde back into Capricorn and it's going to stimulate that thing again. So uh, the return again. So we're, we're going to have a period of time of readjusting yeah. who we are in the world and on the, the evolutionary front that can make for big changes yeah, and I, pressures I, to change.
1: We should all expect that. We should all expect change and it, it change never is fast and easy. Well, yes, yeah, sometimes it happens fast, but it doesn't make it easy by any means that <laughs> uh, we all just need to buckle up and go for the ride. And and if I'm to go back to like the message that I put on the cover of the book this year, it's showing up peacefully. Numerologically, we are in a year of nurturing peace and nurturing harmony. And it's up to us as the individuals to show up that way. Yes, we're in the throes of transformation and it's going to affect big business in our institutions. However, how we approach it is what can, again, using your word, temper it. So I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, it is a tempering process. um, But I think a lot of times that, uh, you know, six, six is the year, right? We're in a universal year six. And the number six always to me connotes balance, bringing things into a balance. So that to me feels Libran. It feels like the scales that can be the scales of justice, but also the scales that balance. And that it also has a um, 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 uh, sort of feel about it that says, we've got to t- tend to the domestic um, yes. thing, right? What yeah. at home, right? It brings things home. Yep. It brings things to family. Yep. It, bring things, it brings things. It it. brings everything to, how do we get along in our own backyard? Like we don't even get along in our own backyard. Right. Oh, no, you're right about that too. You're right. So how do we get along in the world? Right. So, a lot of things here, I think, potentially that it's the power to the people again. This to me isn't, we can't look outside of us to the government, right, or to any institution for that matter to support us in this. It's going to have to be people that choose. choose. And when the people choose, we see how quickly. Yeah. A, a armada, or uh, what did they call it? A convoy. Oh, I like <laughs> the <word> armada. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> an armada of people. But I think Tom told me it was a. They called it a, a convoy. Yep. a freedom convoy is what I think they called it. Mm-hmm. Can come together and pressure a government for change, or pressure an institution to change. Yeah. yeah. So
1: it's a beautiful thing. And I, I, a couple more comments on the numbers. The six for everybody who's watching the six, how you draw it, it looks like a pregnant woman holding her belly. It's, it's family and it's love and nurturing of that family. And the balance part, I know that for you, six is balance. Um, the twos that make up this year, when you think about two things coming together, there's balance and there's harmony. So all the twos that make up 2022 equal the six which is that nurturing and loving and family. And yeah, it's, I think, you know, uh, the coding of this year, when God coded it, like there's just, it's amazing and powerful when you pull it all together and see the potential, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. And um, I'm a six, I'm a 33 six. six. Oh, so this year mirrors my own life uh, or my own life path. Yeah. And so I think that there, there's insight here when we look at numbers, as well as the astrology of something to see what's underneath it. And the twos underneath it, underneath mm-hmm. the six, really bring us this idea of um, having to solve our duality issues in mm-hmm. order to bring that balance and harmony. Mm-hmm. So that arises out of how many years now of polarization? I mean, just in this country alone, I mean, let alone what else you know, other countries are going through as well. Um, just the polarization where it seems like there's two camps
1: well, party government system. I mean, it doesn't work. It's yeah, we have so much to fix, and you're right the, the um polarity is is a major, I think, part of the Pluto return,
0: yeah. It's all part of the month. I, I started this morning's broadcast with my excitement because I felt it like building bubbling up in me this morning as you know we're getting ready for Mercury to change direction. Yes. And that opens us up to an extended period of time now, all the way through April 29th, uh, of uh forward motion, right? Yes. No planets in retrograde. Right. Um, the the nodes will wobble a little bit, but they always do. So that's right. nothing new. Um, but every planet is going to be in forward motion. So it really gives us or entices us to move forward with some of the insights that we gained while different planets have been in retrograde. Absolutely. But that time also births what in the Pleiadian calendar we call the collective shadow cycle. So while I have excitement about the potential, there's also the potential for every shadow that we own to come up for us to be able to, to heal or to work through. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, the collective shadow cycle, because I know you weren't here then, uh, February 13th to March 4th. Okay. Oh, so good. Okay. Right there, bracketing the USA Pluto return, yep. the coming together of Mars and Venus in Capricorn yep. and, uh, God, probably even other things that I hadn't even thought about yet.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, so in the book we do shadow works every week, which is based off human design that that you write in the book. Mm-hmm. Um have we in in the almanac, do we have all of the potential um shadows that we'll be working on or, or like is there a
0: are yeah, you
1: providing so, your list?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually, we could, we could look at the shadows just right now because yeah, what see. I do when I'm working with the shadows, secret secrets being revealed here uh, is I look at the gates for each week mm-hmm. uh, that the sun and the earth are going to be playing in. And so for example, well, I'm still in January. What the heck, Janet, come, get up here. <laughs> because I've been working off a different book. It's only the um, second. We excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even turn my calendar until this morning, my calendar on the wall and my Pleiadian calendar. You <laughs> didn't shift it yet. Uh, so when we look at the, the first week, for example, right? Uh, starting, okay. let's see, when does this week start? Today, actually. February 2nd through 7th, right? My weeks run a little differently. Right. So I have to look at the overlap because in the almanac, you're going with the calendar weeks. Yes, And do you run a Monday through Sunday or yes. is that? I think so, yeah. So Monday through Sunday, then we were looking at some shadow work left over from yes. the last week in January. And that particular shadow was uh, about the stories that we tell. And, um, that we were here to, to share our stories, our experiences, but how we tell them is as important as, um, telling them. Yes. And we tend to tell stories ad nauseum over and over. Like every time I go to do this, this happens. I never get anywhere. Oh, woe is me. I, my name is Eeyore. (laughs) And the opportunity to come out of the shadow mm-hmm. is to change that story, mm-hmm. right? To make it more enlivened, right? More um more about, yeah, okay, yeah. So this sucked and I had this issue, but this is how I moved through it. And this is what I've learned from this experience. Right. And now I want to share that with others. Empowering and then we rather into- than empowering. Yeah. Huh? Empowering
1: rather than disempowering.
0: Correct. And then we carry that over this first week in February. In fact, we carry it over. For uh, most of January and February, the idea of what are we telling ourselves, right? How are we, um, how are we, making things real by the words we say, by the thoughts we think, and how is that making of the story real supporting us or bringing us down? So it's a huge shadow because we all have it. We all all work with this, right? We all have something that's happened in our lives and we we tell others about it. And how do we tell others about it? Usually with a lot of emotion. Yeah. And it's the emotion of the the experience. <clears throat> and then the um the build up to, you know, oh, now you need to feel sorry for me or now you should, you know.
1: Yeah those kinds of things, like save the drama for your mama, do your work to work through these stories. Yeah, right.
0: So we get that opportunity. And then when we get into the second week, which is literally from the 8th to the 12th. So we're not even looking until next week sometime, then we start the revolutionary energy, where we really get it in our we get this bee in our bonnet to make change to really embrace this idea of change. So wherever we've been holding back, the energy um, is where the dam is going to burst, right? That's where we're really going to start to see the potential for evolution. I mean, evolution is encoded within revolution, right? You can't have evolution without revolution. You can't have a revolution without evolution. They're all encoded within one another, look at the word, and uh, it, it's re Evolution, right? We're going backward a little bit to go forward, or we're, you know, kind of bucking the way things have always been in order to make change, right? So that's upon us. And then the rest of the month ends up being different gates that are on the emotional center. So uh, the 49, the 30, the 55, and the 37, these are all gates whose shadows are going to bring up reactionary energies versus response. And that's a big lesson that we're all learning on the planet is that's what's evolving us uh, from a, a template of the human design. That's what's evolving is this idea of emotional intelligence, understanding how emotional energy is designed to be used and how it is not being used that way.
1: I love hearing that the coach in me is always talking about EQ and minding. um, How do I say that? Like keeping your eye on the prize, not your EYE, but your eye and your heart, (laughs) keeping your eye on your personal prize um, and being uh, responsive and responsible for your for your reactions. Like it's, it's so important. And again, it goes back to my idea of make tea, not war this year, bring your best self to the table every time though. That's going to be some really interesting times at the end of the month when we're working with those um, emotion centers that you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean, literally we, we already have been the the first gate, uh, the first uh, month of the year. Uh, No, actually it really didn't begin until January 28th. Oh, yeah. Maybe not even then. I mean, I I think it's already been in play. I mean, this whole idea of needing to learn how to respond versus react has been with us for a while, but it's going to intensify as we move through the month of February. And then when we get into March, and we probably shouldn't jump this far ahead, um, Earth begins to um, trigger shadow shadow energies from the spleen <laughs> so interesting yeah so the every year in october and september october and the first week of november the sun sits at all of the gates of fear the the they can be fear or they can be the um ability to evolve right so the, the sun sits there and then exactly opposite of that so march uh, april we have the earth sitting at those same gates. Okay. And the earth is what we have to work through in order to get to the sun. So for example, I'll just give you a quick example. If the earth is sitting at the gate uh, 48 or 18, which is a gate that is afraid of per- perfection, isn't isn't going to be perfect or is judgmental and critical. Um, so the fear that we're dealing with is that things aren't perfect and, and we want to perfect And in order to be able to get to the sun at that point in time, which is, you know, looking at the next steps that we must take, we have to deal with the fear first. So we have all of that building up through February and then uh, early part of March. So do your work now, I guess is the bottom line. Perfect. (laughs) Right. Clean the emotions now because it's going to be the emotions that trigger. I mean, everything you see in the news right now, is about an emotional reaction mm-hmm. to what we perceive is going on. Mm-hmm. We don't know it's the truth yet. It, right. it it might very well turn out to be the truth that that Putin has designs on Ukraine and he's going to invade. Da 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 da. Um, but everything that we're doing right now is an emotional response or an emotional reaction to that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Not necessarily response. Response would be like, okay, well, let's open a conversation about what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And let's dive deep. I mean, why not?
1: I agree. Why not? And I want to take a minute to suggest to everybody, when we say, like, do the work of dealing with your emotions, like, have tools, have available skills and resources and tools that you can use to, to power through the emotions in your own way. For me, I use emotional freedom technique many coaches have other ways of doing it you might have your own way of journaling through your emotion but what i'm saying is if you have a hammer in the back corner of your house but you never pick up that hammer and use it it's all for naught like if you you have to use your tools during this time period this this is going to be you're going to feel it it's going to bubble up so if you don't have tools go get some and if you have the tools have them at the ready
0: yes the best tool that you all have Is your breath. Yeah. Right. The ability to pause, take a deep breath in, release that breath before you say or do anything in response to whatever the stimulus has been. Right. So rather than, you know, taking in somebody's comment and stinging right back, breathe Mm -hmm. and hmm, take it in, decide. Choose what you're going to do Mm -hmm. or not do before you just react. That's Mm -hmm. the whole thing. We humans have just been very reactive. We, you know, um, from a evolutionary state in just our energy field. So our human energy fields, the emotional center is one of the newest centers that we have. Mm -hmm. So the idea of emotional intelligence didn't really dawn for us until like maybe 400 years ago and when that dawned of course and it's like you were talking about the you know kindergarten moving up through to middle school and then on you know uh you know we did not have anything we we didn't have an awareness of what that emotional center was about right we just responded or reacted to whatever it was that was showing up and we say now, it was very evolving
1: wasn't it very um animalistic. And it was very like fight, flight, and freeze. It was survival. Survival mode is where we were 400 years ago. It was mm-hmm. hoping that you live to be 40. <laughs> and now <laughs> we have the time to feel things, deal with things, move through them. That makes sense to me, actually. It really makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. And as we go on now, we're not going to be done with this. We are uh, in 2027, we embark upon a, a an, an evolutionary leap, And that concerns the emotional center, but that's going to take another 400 years to reveal itself fully. Wow. So it's, we'll take the leap. In fact, I'm already assuming we're leap being. We're like in the, we're the the gazelle that if you caught it in in (laughs) midair, the arc, (laughs) we're already in it. Um, That, you know, where we can learn how to really understand our emotions. That's going to be huge because that's the shadow of everything everything if you look at anything and everything right now even an in, uh, an interaction between you and another individual it all comes down to the emotion that we're feeling in the moment that we perceive there's a problem between us and i'm not saying that emotion is bad it's not i mean it's a tool and it becomes a powerful tool over time of awareness right now it's a tool for uh, it's a motor so it's a tool we're using for action, but that action is based in reaction. And as we go along, it becomes more about taking some time for the awareness of what we're feeling. What is it related to? Is it my own stuff or is it something else outside of me? And then choosing how I'm going to show up in that moment. That, that part's going to take time.
1: Practice makes perfect. <laughs> did you mute yourself? Oh, did I have little babies screaming in the. <laughs> <laughs> Crying, not screaming.
0: <laughs> I can't, I, I couldn't hear it. So okay. you're good. You're all good. Uh, I don't think we're hearing it. So, okay. So we've talked about the shadow of the month pretty much. I mean, we have different shadows based on different weeks. What else interests you about February? Um, hold
1: on. I'm just making a note here. Uh, the other thing that was interesting to me, well, um, the moon that we just had, the the new moon in Aquarius, um, exciting and you know a nice a nice opportunity for everybody again. Always the that Aquarius moon has a nice a nice energy to it, so that was nice. But the other one was, um, I guess, the Virgo in me is is ruling the Mercury Mercury and Capricorn now that it's out of um, retrograde that was that's good it also makes you know tying in with all this capricorn energy we have right now the mercury and the mars and and that reactionary voice is what i was thinking about as you were just talking those are the highlights that i had written down about february um i did make like we have keywords that we put in the book every month you remember that Janet? yeah Um, processing initiative and intuition are the three words that were chosen for this month. Um, And I think based on the, the Mars and Capricorn is why I chose initiate, you know, initiative there's that impetus. So,
0: yeah. And I think from processing, when you wrote that word, were you thinking like um, processing, like our internal um, process of understanding who we are, what we're doing and that type of thing.
1: Um, Coming out of the retrograde and, dealing with whatever we uncovered during that period is what I was thinking about with processing.
0: Yeah. You know, after tomorrow, when Mercury turns to direct motion, he's going to turn direct at about 24 25 ish, close to 25 degrees of Capricorn. And that's only two degrees away from Pluto. Right. So Mercury is, you know, going to be in the arms of Pluto at this point in time. So Mercury and Pluto come together is an ability for us to become empowered in our speech and in our thinking and in choosing what it is that we want to work on, what we want to process. So when you were saying processing, I'm like, well, of course, because we have uh, not only, um, well, actually, Venus won't conjunct Pluto until March 3rd. That's the next time that she'll be conjunct that. And then Mars, of course, will also. And that's a very militaristic sort of coming together of the two. But in the short term here is the ability to really realign how we speak and, and what we think about how we think and what we think. Mm-hmm. uh over the these next couple of weeks. So I think you know the idea of processing is about being willing to go into our dirt, go into our underworld, go into our baggage mm-hmm. and eliminate, pluck it out, right? Pluck things out. Remember, the nodes have shifted. They're now across Taurus and Scorpio. Right. So the south node in Scorpio is this process of weeding out. And I I was noticing that that process is a death and rebirth transformative kind of thing. Right. And so it is showing up in people's dreams. Like my yes. husband had a dream the other night that somebody was trying to kill him. Yes. And then he had a dream, a financially disastrous kind of dream. Like in the dream, everything was breaking and everything needed fixing. And there was not as much money coming in and blah. I mean, it was on and on and on. I looked at his chart. He has the South node in Scorpio in his second house.
1: Oh, fascinating.
0: Right. And <laughs> that is so, so interesting. Right. So we might be processing it in our day life, but we could yeah. also be processing it in our fears through our dreams. Yep. And then I would say that some of that spills into our interaction with the people that we have in our, in our world, our family, our friends, our coworkers
1: yeah how how can it not i totally and you know I i will say that my tribe of people they're all talking about oh my god my dreams are just really amplified right now the dream world is is really important there's a lot of decoding of dreams going on
0: <laughs> no kidding So
1: we have only have,
0: got, oh sorry go ahead,
1: ahead. No, you've got three minutes.
0: Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say we have about three minutes left. So I want to throw it out to the audience. I've I've been sort of watching the, uh, the um the chat screen here. Yeah. Um what are you guys yeah. interested in? Right? What right. what are you hearing about that you really want to uh talk about or what's concerning you or what's exciting for you? Put it in the chat here. J Lo says I was in a dreamless world until recently uh when I saw little fishes. Ah, that's a Jupiter and Pisces kind of dream.
1: Right, isn't it? And uh fishes that's uh, like in the Chinese world that's abundance
0: yeah and by the way happy Chinese new year yes that's right yes I totally forgot about that the year of the tiger and every time I think about the tiger I think about strength and power and luck like there's something lucky in the tiger Mm -hmm. I don't I didn't really brush up on Chinese astrology but Mm -hmm. um, I thought that that was interesting for the year right? A good symbol, I think, for us to go forward. Powerful
1: year. powerful
0: year, Yes. Yeah. And what do they always say about tigers? You can't change, a t- or is it the spots? You can't change a tiger's stripes or you can't change a leopard's spots. What the heck was that saying?
1: <laughs> I mess all those up. So I can't answer you. <laughs>
0: no, I, I should just shut up about that before I, I say something. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, let's see what else uh, Let me get the notes here. I'm looking for questions, energy in motion, like adding the foot to the gas in the car. Will you hit the brake on the top of the hill or the gas? Mm. That's that's so funny, JLo, because there's this one hill that I love. And I when, if I can, I'm going to go around and go to the top of this hill so that I can go down this hill at 55 miles an hour <laughs> and just, you know, take my, I get up to 55 and then I just let my foot off the gas and just go shoom, down this hill because it's like in the middle of nowhere, there's no traffic. And the only thing that could happen is, you know, I'd, I'd see a car coming from another road that joins it. So sliding down the hill, so much fun. fun. Um, okay. So, uh, Debbie Tibbetts, Tumio, also the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I, and I thought of that when you said
1: that, I was like, oh my God, that's, isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah. yeah. And they're playing the Rams. Yep. So we have, you know, interesting animal action yep. coming together right? here. Yep. Uh, Gala, uh, thanks, Debbie. I did, I would never have even thought about that. And Gayla says better, it's a right? water tiger. Yep. Water, emotion, right? Emotion. So. Uh, interesting. I have my SQ in 22. It's in Pisces, Ah, which is Jupiter also. Yes, indeed. Debbie or JLo. So I think we have a lot of really good, uh, comments from people. Please everyone take a moment while you're here with us this morning to hit the thumbs up button. If you're on YouTube and you're liking the video, if you are on Facebook, please hit the like button, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, living astrology, Tam, you have a YouTube channel. Do you not?
1: Oh yeah, but it's really not worth mentioning. I'm going to redo it. Don't don't
0: oh, okay. so we won't we won't do that, but you could go to Tam's website. Yeah. <laughs> um to cho- you tell us where can they get the energy almanac if they haven't gotten it already? Yeah. And your website is uh,
1: Choosebigchange.com has both the almanac and all of my
0: coaching work. So choosebigchange.com. Yes. There we go. So I've just put that into the comments. And I can actually put it up on the screen, change.com. Tam will again be with me on March 3rd, as it is. Uh, We'll be looking ahead at March. And I'm guaranteeing you, March is going to be an interesting month. Lots going on, just as there's lots going on here. So hold on to your hats. (laughs) Move forward fearlessly. Deal with your own you-know-what doo-doo. And make your voice heard. And uh, above all else, love yourself. And yeah. love others. Wow. Thank you so much, Tam, for joining me this morning. And hopefully things settle down in your life. I and so. I will see you all on Friday morning, 8 a.m. right here. And today at 3 p.m. Pacific time, I will be on Angel Heart Radio with Annette McCoy. And we're going to dive deeper into the Venus-Mars conjunction. And what does all that mean for us? What, how do we use that energy to our benefit? All you right, all. It. Thank you, all.